What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's the latest? Everyone, welcome back to another episode of the In the Paint Show presented by Ball is Life. Before we get started on episode 59, we want to reiterate that the uh, 20% off the Ball's Life shop offer still exists for our In the Paint listeners. We appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week with us. So we want to reward you with a 20% off uh, coupon code at shop.ballislife.com. Get all your gear, um, you know, hooping gear, hanging out gear, relaxing gear. We got it all. Um, so that coupon code um is the same every week. It's in the paint. Um, one word, either all caps or all lowercase. It's not case sensitive. So you use the in the paint coupon code um, at checkout at the Ball is Life shop, and that'll get you 20% off of your order. Ronnie, we were here yesterday, and we were waiting for CIF State to unleash those brackets. And all of a sudden, we hear a little tap, tap, tap on the door. <laughs> and yeah. We go, you know, uh, we go up there. A little, little bit of a scare. We go, we go up there, and and it, Irvine's finest are there, you know, because the the alarm was tricked. Yeah, and I've tricked the alarm a few times, and I you come away and scathe, or I find a way to turn off. But we've had a few problems with it. So if you if you're trying to if you're listening and you're a thief or something, <laughs> now's a good time to try to to hawk us, you know, to, to, to <laughs> get some from us, but. That's probably not going to happen because I'm usually always here. So right. you'll run into problems anyway. But, uh, but yeah, we, we could have had a problem there. Except for the fact that you had a nice young white gentleman with you yeah. uh, wearing glasses and, you know, looking very unassuming. Yeah. And you know, I think I think instead of you getting hauled away in cuffs, uh, we actually we actually um, Got earned ourselves listener. a couple of listeners. <laughs> three, three of Irvine PD's finest are probably going to tune into episode 59 of the In the Paint show after I plugged it. And maybe, just maybe, they're going to use the In the Paint coupon code at the Balls Live shop because they were very curious about if we had gear or not. So Irvine's finest, shout out to you guys. We appreciate the quick response, even though you know Ron M. Flores works here and had, had proof to show it. And I'm glad that it, it ended that way instead of ended with Ron, me having to bail Ronnie out of... Uh, jail. But let's move on to the. Uh, um, we'll take a look at you know the. We were kind of like in jail because we're <laughs> waiting for these brackets. Yeah, 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 the brackets. You know, and it, and it just. Um, we got bad we info got a lot, from Sandy. Well, yeah, we just there's a lot of info out there, and the longer people are waiting, the more info we're getting. Yeah. Oh, this team's in this division. This team's not in this division. So uh, take it a step back, Devin. We we go to. To prepare for section finals around the state, um, you know, our guy Mark Tennis and Cal High Sports has been following this. Maybe we might get him on today's pod. Uh, went to see Sheldon play. They barely beat Capital Christian on Friday night. So on Friday, 
I see some information. I kind of get a privy of it. Eric Sondheimer's at the <laughs> as at the pyramid. I know it's going to be crowded. Yeah, Sarah Canyon's playing modern day top two teams in the state. Sarah Canyon's pretty much been number one in the state since they've got beat Rancho Christian in a rematch game in January 11th. They they've been kind of rolling in state and they're playing modern day. It's going to be a lot of people there. Uh, and then Sondheimer kind of posts a picture of where he's at. Seating-wise at, seating at the pyramid. And I know, you know, a guy like Sondheimer who's been covering sports for over 40 years. I'm thinking in my head, if Sondheimer's sitting here, I'm not going. So take us to what happened next. If you guys go to the game, you're waiting for the girls' game. Yeah. Girls' game takes place, open division, southern section, then the boys' game comes. So then, then what happens? Right. So, like you said, we're way... At the top as of the, the pyramid. As media. As, a as media, media. Yeah, yeah. We're way at the top of the pyramid. Uh, the last couple times it's been at Long Beach State, we've kind of been on the baseline. Sure. Uh, Courtside on the baseline. Good view uh, for the most part. Um, but this one was different, man, because like you said, it was crowded. Sure. And the tables were kind of low and the seats were, were kind of low. So as, as the crowd started filling in and the people started taking those seats right in front of the media tables and you sit down... You're just seeing the back of people's heads. You couldn't see the court. And I'm not a guy who gripes about like where I sit. Um, if I'm up top with a seat and a plug, like that's cool. I, and I have a clear view of the court. I don't care. That's yeah. totally fine. I don't need to be courtside. I don't care. Yeah. If I'm in the rafters, that's great. I can see. I don't have anyone bothering me. Totally Correct. fine. But this one, this was bad. We, you, like uh, Tarek Fatal, if you go to his Twitter page, he posted a video of like, I forget who it was. Was it Wilhelm with the drive and finish or whatever? But Taron Frank could, or somebody. Yeah, somebody. Yeah. You couldn't see Anything. the court because you just saw the back of people's heads. It was he kind of did it in jest, just you know, to show what what it actually looked like from from our vantage point. It was bad. Sandy was pissed. Uh, he's still pissed, and I I get sure. why. Like a, a guy like him and a guy like Frank, um, and you he's know the long this, time guys yeah. who've been doing this. For, Steve Fryer, Steve Fryer, uh, Dan Albano, who have been covering their respective regions and this area for 40 plus years deserve better than that. Sure. Uh, a guy like me can be put up in, in the rafters. That's totally cool. But sure. I, if I can't see the game, like what's the point? Yeah. I mean, Fryer's been covering or streaming from the orange County register, at least in the last conversation, he told me he's probably from 78 or 79. Yeah. Frank's streaming for the re- telegram since 72, 70, 71, maybe when he's a senior in high school. Yep. Sondheimer has been covering alleys sports since 1976. So this is all 40 years. So that's, you know, like it's, guys have been 120 years covering sports to combine. You like probably want to get them a seat that they can see and not have to tell people to move. Here's that's so, the next thing I want to go into. Um, they sold like standing room only seats, right? Of course. For Be, Sierra Canyon. Yeah. There's no bones about it. Of course. It. For, you're for you're going to make Canada. all the money you can. Yeah. And I get it. I get that. Get that part. Yeah. And like, so the standing room only section in the pyramid, there's like corners, right? And they're kind of yeah. like padded. So. They're all at corners, corner, corner. There's four corners, and that's the standing room only spot. But here's the thing. You're not going to – people aren't going to just go stand in the corner. They're going to move or whatever. So we ended up having people – like having to tell people to move who were standing in front of us who were standing to see the court. Yeah. So not only did we have people sitting and we still couldn't see the court, we had people standing in front of us yeah. who we had to continuously tell to get the fuck out of the way. Sure. And for the most part – those people didn't listen. They didn't care. Why would they? Right. So Sonny, they're like, yeah, you guys, f- fuck you guys. Who cares? We paid for this. Yeah. Uh, we're going to stand where we want. So we ended up having- And they just don't know the difference. Just, yeah, you they know, don't get in it. Their, in their defense, they're just- They don't get it. They don't pants. know what's going on. They're just watching the yeah. game. Yeah. 
so Sonny would go over and get security and security would come over and it was like a younger kid and they'd try and tell people to move and no one would listen to them either. So it was just a complete shit show. And that's my point from when Sonheimer Sonheimer gave me the word. It's not that I have a bad seat. I, I don't care about that necessarily either. I just need to get work done. Yeah. 24 hours. Yeah. So I don't have time to tell a person to move. Can you move? Excuse me. Can you move? I I don't want to go call somebody, call security. I'm not doing that. I'm just leaving. I'm either going to leave. You were smart. Yeah. You were smart for staying at home watching. Yeah. yeah, And I can watch it and not be bothered. Yeah. Get my work done. Get other work done. I'm, I'm, why should I be moving back and forth? Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm I'm not doing that. Just at this time in in, in my career or whatever, I'm, I'm just not, it's not necessary. And even so. And so it's definitely not necessary for a guy like Sondheimer or, or. That's the next, that's the next point. Come on. They're. I'm not sure if you're getting up there in age and they just don't need to be, you know. Right. You're not. So with what you do, with what you do, you're not going to go down onto the court after the game and try and get interviews. Like you don't, that's not what you do anymore. But for Sandy and Steve Fryer, they had to get on the court after the game and get interviews. So not only are you trying, you got to fight through people to get to the court, show the person your credential, all that crap, deal with the photographers who... Uh, get surrounding catered, get yeah. catered to you got to yeah. deal with Sierra Canyon security yeah my, my buddy Dylan Stewart from 1550 sports he showed me a video at Azusa Pacific on Saturday of he was trying to get pictures of the celebration and he literally just got like tossed by a Sierra Canyon security guy like See? forearm to the chest just tossed out of the way uh, yes, yeah, I wouldn't he, be dealing with he, that. Right he's now. a young dude. He's cool. Like he, he, he got it. Yeah, it off. He got it over. But if it, someone yeah. like Sonheimer gets crushed like that, like come on. Yeah, that's just, or somebody with a bad, not with yeah. that kind of attitude. Like I'm not taking this shit. It, it it could be lead to a really bad situation, bad PR. And after the and game, they should they should make a honestly, in my opinion, they should make a, a, a just a statement say a to apologize. Yeah. It would make it, things a lot better because you're right. I saw Sonheimer on Saturday. And he was pissed. He's yeah. still pissed. And then another guy. Which I'm glad I just avoided being pissed. Yeah. I'm just too old to worry about that shit. Another you know guy I mean? in the media who I know, Jonathan Camus, uh, video, longtime videographer for the Orange County Register and now uh, freelances for um, the SoCal News Group and has his own um, Camp Chronicles uh, feature that he does on you know various sports in the Southland. Uh, he told me that he was interviewing Chevalier after the game with this. So he has a he has a camera. He has a big camera. And, okay. he, and he has a, a microphone. Mic. Okay. So apparently a CIF official comes over, rips the mic out of his hands, mid interview, and says that he needs Chevalier for TV. Wow. Well, that's not good. That's not that's, again. Yeah. You're doing that to people. Maybe that because one day somebody's gonna have a bad reaction to that. Oh yeah. And you know it does. You know you can't really treat people that way. But then the the person should also know if you know what's going on again. If you know in the media for a while and you've been around, they're going to cater to TV. So you maybe ask about, have you done a TV interview yet? And then start your interview. If he says no, they're going to. But you should never rip my the issue, camera from the guy's my, hand. Here's my issue. Here's my yeah, issue with the TV stuff. Yeah. Uh, newspaper yeah. deadlines are extremely yeah. tough now. They're sure. extremely tight. So my thing is, it's first come, first serve. If you're not there yeah. in time, too bad. Yeah. That's tough shit for you, it's the TV people. Go Get somebody to go grab the coach immediately after the game if you need your interview immediately yeah. for TV. If there's someone already there, yeah, go f yourself. Yeah. I had that issue at a uh, at a football game a couple years back um, with Coach uh, uh, Jason Negro from St. John Bosco. It was a big game. I think it was a it was either a, a semi or a final yeah. or section, something like that. Section, section something. Final. Yeah. And here's the thing: I had I had five minutes to get my story in, literally five minutes. So I run on the field and I'm literally going to ask this dude one question because yeah. I still have to write my damn story. 
and a TV person comes over and literally starts just ripping into me. Yeah. And again, I'm not, you know this, I'm not someone who just takes people's shit. (laughs) Yeah. I told the dude to go F himself. I got five minutes to write my story. You can wait. Yeah. That was it. I got my quote and walked away, wrote my story. And that's in... And you have the right to do that. So it's I just do. common sense to what like should be done. There's little problems all over. It was kind of heightened on Friday. Uh, you're right. You know, I don't at this point in my in what I'm doing. Uh, if I need to contact Chevalier, um, you'll call. Him I'm going to text him. Yeah, that and he'll text me back or or Rabibo or Coach McKnight or some. It's even a kid at this point. Almost, I can find somebody that could. So you're right. I'm not on a top deadline. You know, I do things for on a website and for various, you know, for whether it's ballislife.com or calhighsports.com. Yeah, but it, it's tough. If you're on a new, you're an 11 o'clock news uh, station or you're on a deadline for LA Times or the LA Daily News or the Orange County Register, it's just really, you're not, you're, it's already getting the, the, the community's already hurt because of all these cuts in, in, in the, that field. So yeah. to further, exaggerate that by treating them like shit or or not doing things that make common sense just doesn't make sense in this time and age because the coverage is already down there's already less people in the in the in the field in the industry so right it should come to some common sense with this um you know and 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 hopefully those relations improve hopefully social media helped the various sections look at things like that and say yeah we need to make some changes i'm not sure that it's going to happen but Hopefully, some cooler heads prevail and some common sense goes through to these issues, which are small but could become big. And speaking of common sense, looks like Devin, <laughs> that was a our, great segment. I like our <laughs> prediction. What you said, you kind of reeled it back in. Um, <laughs> from my perspective, from like state rankings, and your perspective of what you thought was going to happen, kind of made more sense in the championship rounds than it did in pool play in the open for various section champions. Why don't you run down the the, the section? championships we saw and kind of they went as we thought especially with sierra canyon uh modern day just didn't shoot well enough in my opinion to win the game yeah they you know they they made five of 21 threes they probably had to make 11 of 21 or something like that to really have a chance at the end within the final couple of possessions they were just they were just short in that and too many turnovers if they had more turnovers than modern than sierra canyon that's not a good sign for them yeah, all BS aside about yeah. the media yeah. stuff, a basketball yeah. game was played that yeah. night. Yeah. Um, and Sierra Canyon beat Modern Day, uh, 59-48. Kind of as we yeah, expected. The Southern Section Open Division. Yeah. Uh, champion, Southern Section Open Division champions again. Uh, is that a repeat, Ronnie, right? Uh, they played last year. No, that's no, a repeat for we, Sierra Canyon. They won two in a row. Yes, now. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. They didn't play last year. They, they played, played two years ago, yeah. and Modern Day uh, kind of upset them. Correct. So Sierra Canyon, two in a row. Last year was over Bishop Montgomery at, at, at Cal Baptist. This year at the pyramid, so yeah, two in a row, and they're going for three in a row at the state level, right, which right. we'll get into here in, in in a few minutes. But you look at the score, and you're like, oh, that, you know, that's not really that bad. Modern day, you know, uh, you know, eleven, maybe they were they were close, you know, at one point, and then they had to foul and ended up being a double digit game. No, it wasn't even, it wasn't that close. The score didn't depict how far apart the two teams were. I, I thought so. You yeah, know what I mean, they, it, Sarah Cam was in control the whole time. In control from start if, to finish. If, if Modern Day made a little run, uh, Zaire Williams would make a big shot, or they'd get out, get a leak, and get an easy look. Uh, the thing about it, really, honestly, is Sierra Canyon can still play better, and maybe we'll have to play better in the regional semifinals and the regional final and or the state final. They can play better. Yeah, if you look at the the box score here, uh, Zaire Williams was by far the best player on the court. 
25 points efficiently did a little bit of everything was impactful on the defensive end you know shooting passing lanes you know using his length to bother post-entry passes or bother um you know pick and roll stuff and Malarde turned the ball over a couple times early led to leak out buckets from Sierra Canyon and in my opinion that's when the game was decided you start yeah. being sloppy with the ball that early uh, it ended up being a game that uh, our guy Rick Isaacs likes to say it's about the Jimmys and Joes, not the X's and O's. Sure. That's exactly what kind of game it was, in my opinion. Williams had 25. Um, um, BJ Boston, Brandon Boston Jr. had 16. So they did the majority of the damage for Sierra Canyon, and they coasted. Amari Bailey was the next high scorer with eight points, and everyone else was really just a chipped pede- in. Yeah, it was just a pedestrian effort by the rest of that team, yeah, and they Harold still U dominated some, that game. Yeah, Harold, you had some moments. I thought he played well, got some rebounds. Yeah, he's getting better. shots. You know, he he made a, an impact. You say, well, maybe he doesn't need to be on the court because it's going to be too fast of a game, but in that game, he it, made adjustments. With, and, with guys like Wilhelm and you know yeah. their size and Nick Davidson and, and Harry Hornery, and Askew likes to to get to the basket. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't look to shoot from the perimeter. Yeah, he likes H- to get fouled. Harold U's presence was was very important as a rim protector. Just he doesn't even have to block shots. He just has to be there. Just stand there. Just because he's so big. Just get in the way. Um, for modern day, uh, Wilhelm Breedenbach led the way with 18 points. Also had 14 rebounds. Very you know solid effort for him. Um, Devin Askew had 15 points, but it was on an inefficient six of 18 shooting and you know six turnovers from your point guard Ronnie. Uh, to one assist is just it's it's just not going to cut it in that mm-hmm. level of a game. Not le- no, it's not. And th- you know, it's, we're not going to dwell on it. It it is what it is. The team that we thought would prevail through did because uh, of their talent level and their experience. And and how you have to play a really good game to beat them. Edwan has almost done it twice. Is a little bit short. So the, any team they're going to meet up in this region, which we're going to talk about, it's going to have to play their A game because right now Sierra Canyon can win. At their ninety percent, eighty percent, eighty-five percent game, mm-hmm. they don't have to have a perfect game. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they're just that much good. They're that good. There is that the much. State, yeah, yeah at that, that level, they're, they're they're that good. So we'll talk a little bit about what we saw the next day as we we're kind of gearing up for these um, regional pairings. Start so with Division One. Uh, you know, the final game of the evening was a good Division One game. It was really good. Yeah, uh, Windward Wildcats, who were kind of one of those teams on the border. If, to be in the open, kind of prove their their worth in that bracket and and beat a game Riverside Poly team, which kind of came down to the wire, 54-49. Poly had uh, a chance to tie it or take the lead with like 13 seconds to go. Yep. Got the look they wanted. It just wasn't – didn't, didn't – uh, They got a good Evan look. Oliver just yeah. – I don't know if he thought there was less time on the clock. Our guy Evan Oliver at Poly kind of – just leaned, rushed it a little bit. It wasn't the shot he was looking for. It was it was off, and then uh, Winward hit some free throws and kind of clinched the game. But it was back and forth all day. Yeah. And Winward really got a big performance from junior Jaron Harris. 20 points, 8 from 11 from the field. Like, that's what they've been looking for for him. Like, it wanted him to play at the whole season. Right, you know, because... He played at the right time and got that game at the right, right time. All the attention is surrounding... Yeah. Uh, Dylan Andrews and Kajani Wright, as expected, and Devin Tillis, the senior going to UNLV, as expected, because those guys are all very good players. Sure. But like we mentioned on the last podcast, episode 58, you need to have that one guy where if your your two or three top players aren't performing at the level you're used to, steps up and has a yeah. big game. That's exactly what Jaron Harris did. He had 20 points, four or five from three, and eight of 11 from the field overall. That's just a, a monster game, a monster and a huge, game for him, on yeah. a huge stage. Um, and like we said, uh, which one of the guys didn't have his normal game, Kajani Wright. 
eight points, but he had 11 rebounds and a couple blocks. Sure. So he didn't have his normal scoring performance, um, and that's why they needed Jaron Harris to step up the way he did. But back to the – and Jaron Harris, I'm I'm looking at my Twitter right now. He – I have a video of that shot that he hit with 32.6 seconds left on a skip pass from Dylan Andrews. It gave Winward a 50-46 to lead, and then that was right before Evan Oliver's uh, shot. Shot. I think that they, speaking of. I think that they got yeah. the right shot for yeah, the right guy. They got a good look. It was wide open. Wide open. It came, he came of off key. that. He came off that uh, little like dribble handoff at the top of the key, and, and I think Ronnie, like you said, he was just kind of leaning to the left a little bit, fading to the left as he went up, and it, the shot was it had the distance, but he missed wide left, and that's because he was leaning. Yeah, it just wasn't as as he we know he can shoot as we've seen him shoot. Uh, again, it. It's a big moment. You nerve, you know. You maybe you don't know. Oh, whoa! Is the clock running down? It it happens. So, uh, I think if Pauly looks at it and they shot nine of twenty three from three point range at the beginning of the game, they said we'll take that. Sure. Uh, they just again, the, like as we said in the preview and in before the game in episode fifty eight. If you're if you're you're out rebounded thirty three seventeen, that's tough because there was a lot of easy shots that they got. Uh, you know, off those rebounds. Yep. So they well, shot over 50, rebounds yeah. for Yeah, and they shot over 50% from the field. So that's the difference right there. If you, if the bigger team rebounds and gets easy offensive rebound putbacks and it's over 50% and you're shooting 39%, you're, you're, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. Yep. And they were still in the game they because were. of their outside shooting and just their big chances to make big plays. So both teams are still alive. Uh, both teams are in the D1 SoCal uh, bracket, which we'll we'll get to here yep. shortly. Evan Oliver and, finished with 17 points yeah. for Riverside Poly, and Chance Stevens, a, a talented sophomore who missed a lot of time with an injury, yeah. uh, came back and had 12 points, hit four threes. Um, yeah, he had a, he had a good game. I, I like the the potential of Chance Stevens long term. Yeah, and then you go to uh, Rebay Academy in Hesperia, and that's the two two A final. Yep. And you know, Hesperia put on a game performance. Came up just a little short, 52-49. Rebay Academy has been state-ranked pretty much the whole season. Hesperia kind of had a good run. Uh, as we mentioned before, they have good players, and they and they also um, played in a couple showcases that I thought helped them just to get away from the high desert, get their feet wet, so to speak, against some other teams. Uh, Rebay Academy has split with Renaissance, and all, the only other two teams they lost was Rancho Christian and, and Sierra Canyon, so... They're they're pretty good when they're on yeah. their game. Uh, they got a big performance from uh, Dallas transplant Trey Whitey. He just made some big plays when he needed to. Uh, once they stopped settling for jumpers, uh, they started taking control of this game. I thought Devin they were kind of shooting jumpers early and, and, and was going back and forth. And and Hesperia was able to stay close, even though their best player Antonio Singleton didn't really shoot well in the first half, but he made. I thought good plays to help them try to keep in it, and they had some other big performances as you go ahead and mention. Yeah, uh, it was it was a weird game because sure. you look at that second quarter, and there was a total of seven points scored. Rebay scored two points in the second quarter, yeah, and Hesperia scored five. And that third quarter, Rebay exploded, and I think it had a lot to do with Tyler Powell sure. and his ability to use his his size strength, and athleticism yeah. and strength to get, to get to the an basket. easy shot. Yeah, yeah, he had he had thirteen points in that quarter. Wow. Uh, all of them coming, you know, in driving in the yeah. paint, yeah. no pun intended. No. But they were all at the basket, at the rim. At his strength. Right. And then all of a sudden they got away from that in the fourth quarter and Hesperia started to kind of just, I mean, they just started rolling. Uh, Rashawn Burrell 
had 26 points, nine Terrific. of 11 from the field. He had a great performance in Terrific a, in a loss. He was devastated after the game, as, uh, as you can imagine. And Antonio Singleton, like you said, didn't have his best shooting effort. game. Yeah, shooting. But man, that that last shot. Um, yeah, he got in the key. The defense came over and kind of harassed him, but he held it just a you know a little bit of hang time and put a little arc on it. And he got a soft touch. It just rolled right. I mean, it stood on the back of the rim for it seemed like for Hesperia fans three seconds. It just seemed like, oh god, this thing is a. Uh, uh, and um, you know it just it was a yeah at that time it was a fifty to forty nine, fifty to forty nine, um, Rebay lead. Sure. And Trey White was at the line for a one to one with God I think maybe seven seconds left. Yeah. And he missed the front end. Uh, Singleton got it. Raced down court. Yeah. Goes up left side and dude, I mean it just rolled Roll. off the slow rim. slow. Uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm watching my video I have on my Twitter. He does a little spin move at the top. And it just falls off, and it's just he's just shocked, and everyone's just like, "How the hell did that not go in?" And yeah, because it had the touch, yeah. nice touch. Just it was soft off the rim. Again, just that defense coming over a little bit, yeah. to make it him force White. it to you know have a little more arc, or just he had a hang. First of all, he did a great job just to get it off and get a good look. I thought. Pardon me. Uh, was that, it was. Uh, yeah, that, who was that? Twenty four. Who is that? That's uh, Barrington Hargis. Hargis. He, yeah. he contested that shot. It Just fell enough. Off. Yeah, Trey White got it, grabbed it, got fouled the with average, 0.8 seconds yeah. left. The average high school player can't even get that shot off. Right. I mean, that's if you didn't see it, you, I mean, kudos to Singleton. It was He kept the dribble alive. Mm-hmm. Most high school players wouldn't even get to that portion yeah. of the, I guess it is the last key. This is crazy. It didn't he, go in. Yeah, he just, it was a great move. So Trey White crowded yeah. the rebound, got fouled yeah. with 0.8 seconds left, made both, and that was the yeah. game. Um, and then 52 to 49, just a uh, Trey White's a really nice player. I mean, here's the thing he transferred in and got eligible before the last game of the season. That's just that's crazy to me, uh, how that happens like that. But he had 11 points, uh, had a double double with uh, I had him with 11 rebounds. This has him with 12, and he had a couple of assists, a couple blocks, a couple steals. He's just a really good all around player, Ronnie. A nice late season addition. Uh, for a team that was already pretty, already pretty, pretty, good. pretty damn good. Yeah. I, I mean, here, here's the thing, man. I just, I don't get that, but uh, here we are. It, it happened. Yeah. And that was a good game. That was a really solid game. And Rebay Academy will be in the SoCal D1 region, as most of the state ranked teams are in, in um, San Diego, LA. There's, there's a few in the North that are in D1. We'll get to that in a moment, but most of them are uh, in the open, either open and in SoCal D1. And, also, uh, Hesperia has a chance. They dropped to D2, so they, they'll have a chance. And we'll talk about that again, and we'll talk about our next game. And here's a thing that our guest, Mark Tennis, which we'll have on in a few minutes, that he doesn't like and that he notices. If, if, if Santa Clarita Christian, who's probably the highest and best team overall that wasn't in the open, if Winward's not, I mean, they had a, a win over, over Rancho Christian, and they played in the 2AA final, why does... St. Francis, quote unquote, get rewarded for losing and losing pretty handily and being the number one seed in D2. That's a problem. Like Mark Tennis noticed that right away. So we'll talk a little bit about some of those quagmires, uh, kind of goofy things. Again, Devin, when you don't follow it week by week, it's different. Like I tell people, if you're doing state rankings or national rankings, you can come up with accurate rankings. Um, but it's different when you're following it week by week than when if you just try to um, take – 
win of it, like over a 12 hours dose, yeah. it's, it's sitting down and looking at it all at once. Right. You just don't get the same. It's going to look different to you. Right. So, that, you know, once Mark noticed that says, well, now see, Santa Clarita, I'm sorry, go, St. Francis has a chance to win a state title because in essence, they get rewarded for losing. Yeah. Well, St. Francis is, shot the ball. Yeah. Uh, shoots the ball the way they shot sure. it on Saturday. They're, They're not, not going to win the state, state title. title. Uh, <laughs> so talk a little bit yeah, about yeah, that, yeah. and then we'll get we'll get Mark on the line here in a few minutes. Yeah. Santa Cruz Christian beat um, St. Francis quite easily, sixty-one to thirty-nine. Yeah. Uh, Josh O'Gara had a solid game with seventeen points and seven rebounds, uh, six of eleven from the field. Um, Andre Henry finished with twenty-one points, uh, but it took twenty shots, and I mean. They shot one of nineteen from three. St. Francis. They one just couldn't of win. The, they just couldn't three. win the game that way. Yeah, you can't win a game that way. Not against Santa Clarita Christian. Not against a team that, if if uh, there was an open bracket, they'd be in it. You know, they. I mean, a team that's good enough to be in the open, like if there was a sixteen team open bracket, they'd be in it and could win a game or two. Yeah, they. Yeah, they're good. They're they're yeah, a really really good. good team. When they're on their game, they're. Really, I mean, as though they beat Rancher Christian, and how about if. Uh, you know, where do you again? I'm speaking from a statewide perspective. How about if Rancho Christian wins the open in the SoCal and Santa Clarita wins D1? I mean, they're going to look really good. Yeah. You know, just they're I'm not saying that's going to happen, but that's how good they are. So that's how good St. Francis had a play to have a shot to win this game, and it just didn't materialize. No, nah, they didn't. They didn't shoot the ball well. You're yeah. one of 19 from three with a, yeah. a team with the tallest guy being, you know, 6'3, six, 6'4, three, three, six, four, four. and Andre yeah. Henry. Not, not going to, yeah. You're not going to win games that way. No. So. As that game's going on, there, there was a few girls' games. We're waiting for the Windward game. And then uh, we get word that Fairfax is, and Westchester are playing for the LA Open title. So our thinking in Devin going to this, again, we're, we're not paying attention to competitive equity maybe as closely as we should have. Our guy Mark Tennis is, and that's kind of what he follows. He had a story on, on Cal High Sports where he's, he's talking to – uh, exec CIF executive de- director Ron Nachetti. So they're talking about what they want to do, what they're trying to do, uh, the bylaws that you know were previously not in effect that there are now, and vice versa. Some of the things they took away, like ha- only four Southern Section teams to the Open, that's obviously blown out the water. Yep. The whole thing is Southern Section now. Yep. So you know uh, the goal of having the Open Division at the top of the state championship playoffs is was to ensure. Again, I'm reading the stories to ensure the yeah. best of the best teams are playing each other regardless of school enrollment or section playoff division. And then that kind of decides the open division kind of decides the best team. So, but how we're getting there is kind of like each section is doing a little different. Now, almost all of them have the open this year just so happens that 90% of the 95% of the good teams are on the Southern section. So we're thinking we're watching this and we're saying, okay, Fairfax wins. Westchester had a home game last year, fourth seed. They, they beat Rancho Christian, which was as good or as better than they are this year. So if Fairfax wins as the open champ, then they'll they'll get the four seed or or, or be in the open with probably Westchester. So then Westchester's <laughs> just thirty to six lead, forty two to thirteen at halftime. We're going, wow, what what does this do to the open? So we're discussing it along press row. We were talking about it. Obviously, San Diego Cathedral Catholic. Uh, beats Corey Pines. Pines in a pretty good game, I think 59-51. Yep. We're thinking, are those two teams going to get in? Mark Tennis felt there was going to be buys. I think most of us here in Southern California thought there was going to be no buys. It was going to continue as it was. It made sense with Westchester and Fairfax in the open. Yeah, they're going to be on the road, especially now that Westchester upset, quote-unquote upset Fairfax, which is 
really kind of an oxymoron. They never really upset each other. They just keep battling. So right. it's just the score that was surprising. Like, whoa, you know, yeah. again, Westchester, kudos to Ed Azam. We never really count him out. 15 section titles now at the, at the uh, highest level in the, in the section. Kudos to him. So we go to Saturday night and we're all thinking, okay, this will play out the way we think. We just don't know if it's going to – we we think Rancho Christian is going to be in the open because they beat Sierra Canyon, and yep. honestly, they're made for the open. So we're like, who's not in the open, Devin? Said Corona Centennial or Harvard Westlake. Okay, probably Corona Centennial. Harvard Westlake beat them twice. Right. So let's get Mark Tennis on the phone. Corona and Centennial try to, yeah, beat Rancho Christian, Christian twice. twice. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, so let's get Mark on the phone and try to you know get make sense of it. He had a good read on what the CIF was doing at the state level, and um, – you know, let's uh, let's let's see if he's he's available, and let's 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 ask him a few questions because he had a good read on it, um, and you know we were kind of like thinking it was gonna it made sense for it to stay the same. Yeah. So what happened was six yeah. southern section teams are in the SoCal Open. SoCal Open Regional. Sierra Canyon, obviously the top seed, gets a first round bye. Uh, Modern Day, the second seed, also gets a first round bye. So we have four or five. That's uh, Harvard Westlake against Corona Centennial for the third time this year, and then you have three Which people six, are not happy about. Yeah, Etiwanda um, against Rancho Christian. So no city teams were taken, and no San Diego teams were taken. So either. we have kind of a replay of games that people are a little peeved about. It's you know, and then in the north you have three buys in a four game, eight team bracket, which. To me, that makes no sense to just just take them to the semifinals, just get rid of the fifth seed, and 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 uh, you know why have a bat? Uh, not so in other words, a bastard game first round. <laughs> it doesn't make sense because you have three buys. Yeah, and that's, an, that's... And it's a little odd to have an eight team bracket, and uh, you know let's let's. Uh, it just uh, yeah. I mean, you look at this bracket; it's just funny. Like you just laugh at this. Like yeah. why even <laughs> why even put the seven and six on this bracket? With O'Dowd and Archbishop Mitty, like just have Sheldon get the bye, and then have that Dublin Bellarmine College Prep game be a, just a, a playing game, I guess, and just yeah. have that's what it is. And it's, it's, it's a playoff it is, game. It just, it's it's just a four looks, or five playoff game, right? It just looks funny. Yeah, and it's odd because it's not two buys; it's three. It's, but there's yeah. only four games. <laughs> there's only you know it's an eighteen bracket. It's, you know, well here it is. We're gonna try to get Mark on the line, but we'll keep talking about this. Yeah, I mean, so Harvard Westlake and Corona Centennial are. Uh, where they're a third matchup and you know they played just a couple weeks ago they're just sitting there like how do we get how do we get our teams up for this game yeah that's the one thing that you obviously we noticed right away in the southern bracket is harvard westlake and crown centennial again at the four or five makes sense that uh edouan and rancho christian they haven't played neither team has to travel far obviously rancho has to travel to, to edouanda as the three six but you know, it, it it made sense that Rancho didn't drop to D one. That, that yeah. would have really brought uh, would have people would have been yeah eye yeah. rolling stuff. So. But uh, it, I'm just glad like if there's only if there's one positive thing to take away from a third matchup between Harvard Westlake and Corona Centennial. At least it's not a Centennial again. At least yeah. it's at Harvard Westlake this Which time. They deserve yeah, by yeah. beating them twice. No, yeah, but, yeah, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. imagine if it was at Centennial again for the third time, and Harvard Westlake had to make that drive again. Well, talking to a coach. Um, you know, who was, it wasn't, wasn't, uh, you know, any coach that needs to be named, but he goes, what, I just don't see the purpose anymore of the, of the section open division. It's just a hammer. It's a gauntlet. And then and you got to replay, replay it. And then the other 
sections are not sending their champion if they feel by competitive equity they're not good enough. Right. Well, then why have the sectional open? And then what what benefit does it have right. for the it, top top teams in the state? If San Diego they're just beating each other up. If San Diego and LA sections have the choice to send teams and or, or not, why don't they just have them not even have an open division and have those teams all in D one? Yeah, just. That's right. Yeah. Like it, what? It, what's it, the point? And then, then you have a real Division One champion yeah. instead of like a watered down Division yeah. One champion in those in those respective divisions. And it's for me, it's supposed to be the regional. Uh, it's called a regional, so it's supposed to have some regional representation. I thought, like, that's what a right, state, not just Southern California. California. Yeah, not just Southern section. Southern section, right? It, you, you're supposed to have some regional representation of who are the best teams. I thought that was what, what the premise of it was. It's a regional final, and then the, the NorCal SoCal meet. Well, that's not what we're having right now with what is being uh, played. So, yeah, let, let's uh, see if we we can get Mark on. But yeah, that, that's you, very. Odd. How do you fix this? Yeah, well, that's the question. Is it is is the reason why they're not? You know, the, the competitive equity thing is is here. It's because Sierra Canyon is so good and been so dominant. Yeah, I think. I mean, I don't know. I think the the question is, um, you know, why is, yeah, what are we doing with this competitive equity? And the southern section is so much stronger right now. So what, how does the rest of the state get, you know, any, any, um, any looks for it? You know, it's it's very difficult to, to figure that out. You know, it. it what do you do with the southern section teams that are so good right now? You know, what What do you do with them? I guess, I mean, my thing is, like, what I would want to see is just put everyone in one bracket. That's what I would say. You had one, one class system. One thing. Because because right now, Devin, when we'll, we'll, we won't even touch on it much because the teams are not who we fall, follow. But for Division 4 and 5, they're going to win a state title. Somebody's going to win. And I don't, know what it mean. I don't even know what it means. What does it really mean? What I would want to see is... Um, what I want to see is just literally like an NCAA tournament thing at the high school level. See if we can get these upsets and um, see if we can get some some crazy upsets. You know, like you never know what can happen. You put everyone in one 64 field bracket. team bracket or yeah. 32 or however many and you And it would be exciting. And play it out and see yeah. what happens. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I think we got Mark Tennis on the line. Mark, what the hell is going on with the open division, man? Uh, let's see. I assume you're talking about the boys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we certainly boys. are. I think uh, you kind of saw this. I, I saw this coming um, based on other sports and competitive equities rise and the way the CIF is doing this in all different sports. Um, and it's just it's a debate about whether, you know, you want a team like uh, Westchester who might be getting hot at the right time, like you say, like an NCAA team getting a shot at the big boys. Right. Or whether you want to base your uh, selections on – more of an NFL sort of strategy, uh, NFL format where the top teams, you know, deserve and get a buy, like, uh, you know, the, the uh, chiefs and the 49ers, uh, you know, got buys this year and, and the, the Ravens, et cetera. Um, so it's sort of like that. It's sort of, that's sort of the debate. I mean, I think that the trend is toward buys. Um, and if you're going to have, you know, based on results and based on what's happened during the season, then the LA City shouldn't be in the open division, really, and neither should San Diego. So, um, that's basically where we are. 
So, Mark, based on that, as us knowing that the southern section is very strong this year and has been strong, do you think that's just that these teams just want to play kind of a replay of what they've already seen and it, it has fans losing interest? Or is it just a premise that the best teams should be in the open those happen to be the best teams? And that's how it's going to be. And they're trying to avoid a situation where Chino Hills slaughters Emmanuel. They just don't want that situation anymore where Emmanuel doesn't have any benefit for it to be in that Correct. open. They've, they've noticed that over the years, and, and that's what they're trying to avoid. Uh, correct. And um, it, it's not something that CIF wants to do. Um, they, they don't want to replay the Southern Section Championship with those six teams. They really don't. But if you look at all the scores of what happened when you have Bosco beating Fairfax by almost 20 points and Bosco clearly isn't going to be in the open division. It's like it, it puts them in a bind. Sure. Um, so th th those kind of results put them in a difficult situation. They don't want to do that. They would much rather see Fairfax have won that game by 20 points. Right. Um, or they'd much rather see, you know, a, a San Diego team be really good. You know, on the girls side, that's what we have with La Jolla country day. There's a really good San Diego team. Um, so that makes it more, makes it better. Um, it was better in volleyball when there were two really good San Diego teams and three Southern section teams. And they didn't even have a, they had a five team bracket in girls volleyball, in the open division, um, kind of for the same reason. So when, when that happened, it was sort of like, I think they're going in that direction. Um, I had a conversation with the uh, executive director of the state uh, earlier last week and and, you know, he didn't say anything on the record or, or even off the record that indicated they were going to take that many buys. But it's just the indication is they're looking for clear separation was the phrase that, that was used several times in the conversation. They're looking in the open divisions for teams that have clear separation, whether they get a buy or not. Sure. And gotcha. Sierra Canyon had clear separation. They certainly do. Oya Country Day girls, clear separation. Midi girls, Sheldon boys. Those teams all clearly had separated themselves from the pack among those teams in those brackets and deserved to get buys. Yeah. Yeah, Mark, talk a little bit about I thought it was a little odd. As you said, that you you kind of predicted it that there was gonna be some buys. We didn't really privy too much down here because we're we're trying to think, okay, we think Westchester and Fairfax, you know, makes sense for them to be in the open. And obviously, uh based on the model they're trying to use going forward, it's not, but to have eight an eight team field, and then it's four games and it's whittled down to three buys, it just looked kind of odd. You know why not just play it into the semifinals? Why put the fifth seed out there, which is Bellarmine, when nobody else is playing in that first round and there's three buys? It just looks a little, a little odd. You know, just drop Bellarmine and Arch to 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 D one and let the two semifinalists battle it out because they're the best teams. I know what's your take to have three buys for an eight field four game bracket. Yeah, that's probably bigger, uh, you know, I hadn't thought of it that way. But, yeah, I mean, I think that, that Bellerman, you know, had, had played, um, you know, had beaten Mitty before. Yeah, sure. Um, and it was a close game. It wasn't a blowout. So, it was like, well, and I think they just sort of had it in their minds in that particular instance to have the two CCS Open teams. In the Open. Um, and, and the two NCS teams. And then Sheldon. And I looked at it last week and, and thought about, you know, is there really any other teams beyond that that should be in there? 
and a lot of people are saying, oh, it should be Capital Christian, it should be this team and that team. It's like, well, <coughs> if Capital Christian is in there, they might be playing Sheldon again as an eighth seed. Well, that doesn't yeah. make sense. Right. Yeah. And you, you, then you sort of looked at Clovis West in the central section, which had an open division for the first time. And Clovis West had some kind of some bad losses. Yeah, they sure. like I don't know if they're really an open division team. And is it really you only put Salesian in there when they have a loss to Chaminade and they have yeah they have a, a win over Windward I think it is and they have a couple good wins but you know they have some and they lost to Capital Christian so you know maybe they could have done that but I just thought you know those five and nobody else you know, really there's separation there again yeah. there's the word separation. And yeah. I think those five separated themselves. And and then in the southern section, you had those six teams that were all clearly separated from the others. Yeah. And Bosco was clearly the seventh. So, you know, th- there you go. Yeah. Um, I think that's kind of the way it, it fell into place. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to do that. They would much rather have an L.A. City team that, that's in there. They would much rather have a San Diego team in there. And it the whole system works better when there are good teams and, 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 and when it happens that way, you know, before the Narbonne situation and football blew up, you know, Narbonne was looking like they were going to be an LA city team in football that was going to be able to be at least somewhat competitive and up there in a higher division. And, you know, that's gone. So now the LA city's back to, you know, really scrambling in football. So um, the, for the CIF, you know, standpoint, they want to have really good, LA City and San Diego teams. It's just it, you look at the scores and the results. It's really hard to justify those teams being up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Mark, what did your take on when you looked at the other brackets, uh, D one and D two? And honestly, we're not even going to get much into D four, D five because simply our listeners don't follow those teams. You've kind of mentioned before they're not state ranked teams. They're not teams with a lot of players that are going to be playing after high school, and that's okay too. Sure. But they're not really players that our 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 fans and our followers listen to, and I think that's that's plausible, and that happens on the statewide level too. They're just like, who's playing in D five? San Fernando and and some of these I other teams. It doesn't it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> San Fernando. There's no in, there's no intrigue. Yeah, there's, there's no, no intrigue. D five. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Yeah, it doesn't they should they should be glad they won their LA City title and they set some history, but I mean D five for a school that big is right. Kind of kind of silly. Yeah. So what was your take on the brackets? Did you see anything? I know you wrote a reaction piece. What what was your overall take on the boys' brackets about belower than open division? Um, I think what uh and I don't even know the explanation why San Joaquin Memorial was was seated below uh, the team they just <laughs> defeated for yeah. their open division title, Clovis West. That one didn't make a lot of sense. I'm not sure. I haven't gotten an explanation. You know, a lot of times you don't know what the explanation is. It's too late by the time they play the games. Sure. But that one, that one stood out in the north. Um, I mean, San Joaquin Memorial had a historic great win. You know, Jalen Green transfers out, and they still win the open division title in their section uh, and their reward is to go play De La Salle on the road. De La Salle's good. De La Salle's good. And Clovis West gets a home home game game. against um, Vanden, the Sac Joaquin uh, Division uh, 3 winner, uh, which that's kind of a tough draw for Vanden. Um, So I think that was the most curious one in the north was the San Joaquin Memorial uh, Clovis West situation. 
um, in the South. Um, uh, I would say uh, St. Francis being the top seed in Division Two after they just lost pretty easily to, was it Rebay or Renaissance to get those two mixed up? Santa, Santa Clarita Christian. It was Santa Clarita Christian. Yeah. But they lost pretty badly to Santa Clarita Christian. And um, and Santa Clarita Christian, I thought, should have been seated higher definitely. than number six. Yeah. Um, definitely should have been higher than the number six. And then the team that they beat, uh, 61-39, is top seed in the next division. Right. So that yeah. that's curious, and that's the part about competitive equity seeding that I personally hate the most, which is when a team loses in a section final and then gets seeded number one, and the team that won has a tougher road. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make any sense at all. And there are worse examples we've had um, than that uh, since we've done this. And um, there was an Esperanza girls volleyball team that won the Southern Section title in their their division. They got a they had to go play the the as a number sixteen. And the team they just beat got a number one seed Ouch. in Division Two. Wow! So that that kind of stuff happens a lot in competitive equity seeding, and I, they can fix it if they really want to study the results and like, okay, St. Francis shouldn't be a number one. Let's put them as a sixteen in Division One to reflect the score that just happened instead of giving them a number one rank, a number one seed in Division Two, and the team that that just beat them. Uh, gets gets a much tougher road. That to me is where competitive equity seating is the worst. And you're going to see it in football in the Southern Section next year, where you'll have Team A beat Team B in a league championship, for example. And the team that lost will be a top seed in in a division, and the team that won will have to go play Modern Day or something. I mean, <laughs> right, that, right. that's ridiculous. Right. You know, it makes no sense, and it happens a lot. It's the magic line of wherever the line falls Correct. in competitive equity seating, and it's they have to figure out a way to fix that, and, and it'll make it, this whole system a lot better. Yeah, Mark, do you think that we're talking about making the system a lot better? Do you think that you, you like to see those tweaks made and, and still have these D4 and D5 that are some peculiar games, or would you rather see like a – a one-class system, or would you rather see uh, just some tweaks to the open division? What What do you think is on the horizon, or what do you think? Yeah, where do you start with this to fix it? Where do you start to fix it? Is the, the 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 problem always always in California relates to the southern section being as big and huge and and gigantic and and filled with so many good teams and depth. Uh, that the, that it's a tough system to, to, to make. If you really want to fix the whole thing, you start all over again and create a where there's a giant northern section and a giant southern mm. section, and yeah. and the, the two winners play at the end or whatever. You know, everybody's in the same system. There's no LA City section. Right. There's no uh, there's no different sections up north, and and that way, uh, I think that would solve a lot of problems but you know that's not going to happen and they're not sure. going to vote out the southern <laughs> southern section is a great is a great institution and has sure. been around for over 100 years and then they do they're one of the best organizations in the whole country um so um but but if you want to fix it that i mean that's part of the that's part of the problem or part of the difficulty in california um one thing you could do is have a have some sort of an enrollment cap so there really are small schools uh, that could that could pursue a small school state championship or 
Division four and Division five really are for small schools. No more of these San Francisco schools getting to be that down there, or LA City schools with four thousand kids being <laughs> in Division five. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. That, that kind of stuff is is a, is a joke. Uh, maybe having some enrollment caps in the lower divisions would be good. Um, you know, other than that, it's hard to you know tweaking the system from uh, competitive equity seating, like I mentioned with uh, uh, you know teams that just lost getting number one seeds, stuff like that. Uh, if they can fix some of that, it would be better. But you're never going to unfortunately get back to um, the situation where we had in the state basketball tournament just a few years ago where you'd see really good games in the lower divisions. Uh, you know, the days of seeing James Harden and Clay Thompson and state finals are probably over because their teams, you know, James Harden's team might have won the open division this year, but, right. but, um, but uh, uh, you know, a Clay Thompson's team, you know, probably wouldn't have, uh, they probably would have lost somewhere not gotten there. So the, the, we're getting rid of a lot of good teams you know, before they get to Sacramento. So when I look at the pairings, I'm looking for top players I might want to see get there, you know, and it would be great to see St. Francis get there because they have a great point guard and be good to see him play, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, So, you know, you sort of look at the teams from a player standpoint, who you kind of want to see, you know, there's a girl from Ontario Christian who's averaging almost 35 points a game. So I'm kind of hoping they get to Sacramento because I want to see her play. That, that sure. kind of stuff. Yeah, it's uh, you're right about that. You're the the, the days of seeing Drew Holiday in D four and Chuck Hayes in D five. It's just not going to happen in this in this system. Um, you're right. I you know if they can um, maybe you know re- go to the drawing board and, and seat all the teams or or go one through you know fifty and get rid of the the sections for the when they place them in the regional that could. That could help a lot, but uh, for now we're we're in the system we have. It's just I think for people are gonna get have to get used to down here in Southern California, whether it's the buys or just the the competitive equity being a much stronger factor. Just you know, a lot of good teams coming from the Southern section, which kind of uh, the fans who follow our state rankings, the CalHighSports.com state rankings, they're they're kind of like, man, we're gonna see these teams again. But I guess that just you know you're gonna have to win games, and 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 I guess the best team will emerge, but. Hopefully, you know, fans don't get turned off by it. I know there's some down here that a little are like they really don't want to see Harvard Westlake and Centennial again. Yeah, I'm one of those guys. Yeah, Devin is just like, I want to yeah, see, no, I you know. know. Yeah, and it's just I can tell that might happen because yeah. at least we haven't seen Rancho Christian and Etiwanda. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and you're giving up one one match they played twice, but you have one that you haven't seen before. So yeah. And they're both in the Empire teams. I could see that coming. Mm-hmm. You know, you could definitely see that. Part of it is is how the CIF projects itself with these things. Because for years, when they had the open division, they would they, it would be projected that everybody should want to be in there, and they want to fill the brackets, and and it should be an honor that that Emmanuel gets to get get gets to go up and take a wild shot at playing Chino Hills. That should be an honor, and they should want to do that. And, there, there have been some schools over the years that really clamor, oh, I, we want to take the shot at it. But most schools and coaches, as you know, don't. They want to be, they want to have a fair shot at winning a state title because whether you win Division One or the Open Division or whatever, in the CIF, they give you the same trophy that the other teams get. <laughs> right, right. There's no giant crystal for the Open Division. <laughs> There's nothing that separates really the Open Division from anybody else. 
So you all want to win it. Everyone wants to win a state title. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. So that's part of the problem is they've 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 sort of marketed the open division to be this this uh, place everybody wants to be. But now they have to, I think, look at it differently. Like uh, almost like you know, the, these teams want to be in the open division, but you also want to have a buy because it's a it's a reward for the season that you've had so far, and kind of look at it that way a little bit differently. And I think if they they message it differently people will start to look at it a little differently in the open division they expect that there's going to be teams that were looking working towards getting a buy yeah we we, we got a buy because we deserved it yeah mark thanks so much for your knowledge and your time we always appreciate your perspective because you have the inside track on all this stuff so until next year or maybe you know if, if something does happen we'll have you back on but uh thank you again thanks Devin. take care you guys keep up the good work appreciate thanks, it thanks mark and take care. And if you if you want to check out his story, he kind of privyed that about the buys. It's on CalHighSports.com. Like he's mentioned, he talked to the CIF executive director before the the you know the the dawn of the section finals, which was like on Thursday morning or, or, or Friday morning. Right, right. He kind of put that out there that this may happen. Again, we're still we're in the, the aftershocks of it, and it you know it for our listeners and for our fan base, I think it's uh, most of that is negative. He's looking at it from a bigger standpoint, other sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and it makes sense. Um, you know, I, I, I don't understand. Again, a person that has been involved in a basketball event and also from the media side, I don't understand three buys for five teams. It, it, that, that part don't it's make dumb. no sense. It's yeah. dumb. What? And, and then uh, we don't want to dwell on that. So I, I knew he was going to mention the the St. Francis, Santa Clarita Christian thing because you're, you're rewarding them for, in essence, losing. Yeah, you know, I, I understood that. I knew he was going to jump on that right. Another away. thing that I'm looking at, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I'm looking at the Division One bracket right now, Ronnie, yeah. and I see Westchester wins the city and has a nine seed and has a road game, game. against Rebay Academy. Wow! So why? you go yeah. from yeah. placing the rim. no, you yeah. go from placing the LA City Open Division champion Fair normally yeah. into the section Open Division and even getting a home game, getting a home game because they're usually the four seed, slotted the four seed. Just that's the way it's worked lately. So yeah. Westchester beats Fairfax <laughs> by a lot, easily, and then ends up having a nine seed in D one and going on the road in the makes, first round. It makes and no sense. Fairfax gets a twelve seed and, and goes to Windward, who gets a five seed as the D one champ. Yeah, I what? was telling. I was telling. Um, I was telling. Bob Becker used to be the coach at Gar, who I believe is a formal member of the uh, uh, the Southern Sections Basketball Advisory Committee or Open Committee. And I said, Bob, if you're again, as we talked about before we got on air, Devin, is if you don't fall this week by week, again, this where me and Mark differ a little bit in our opinion. Westchester has two wins over Bishop O'Dowd. Mm-hmm. Bishop O'Dowd won the North Coast section open, beat Salesian in Dublin. Devin, you saw those two teams. They're very worthy of They're good teams, man. They're very good teams. So Westchester comes way up. It's yeah. not that they just they're hot. They're playing good. They they have no reason to be a nine seed in D one. No, because they're and and not, and not just because it's Ed Azam, not because it's Westchester. They're they're not worried about where they play. No, but they don't deserve to be on the road. No, you know they 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 beat a good Fairfax team that that also beat Bosco, who's in was in the open division in the in the in the southern section. So <laughs> Bosco gets the bye, so they play the winner of Rebay and That's a tough Westchester. Game. I know they're th- Matt Dunn's thinking shit. You know, right, like 
I get to play these teams? Like you get after a, my so buy? You get a reward for <laughs> a buy. He's already been off for a week. They you, already haven't been playing. So he's got two weeks off. Yeah. He gets rewarded, quote, I'm using air quotes because yeah. you can't see me. Yeah. He gets rewarded with a buy, but then he has to play the winner of Bay Academy in Westchester because Westchester gets crushed with a nine seed. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, that that that's bad. Winward Fairfax is even a little peculiar. Yeah, that's tough. Tory Pines gets a four seed as a runner up in the San Diego Open. Which the the decision, Devin, to not put Al, yeah. LA City and San Diego in the open tells us and everybody they're not good enough. Right. Then why reward them in the D one bracket? That's that's another there's another problem we have. If you're saying they're not good enough for if, open. Yeah, the San Diego section and LA City section are so bad yeah, and not good enough to have their open, open champion in this in the state open. Why should they get rewarded in Division One with higher seeds than Winward, who yeah. who won, won a Southern Section, won a Southern open, section D1 won championship? Open. Makes zero sense. And Santa Cruz Christian gets crushed with a six seed, even though based on their team and based on how well they're playing yeah. right now, I mean they're a they're a, a they're the, they could have been a potential favorite in this division. They're then, the best team potentially. Maybe Winward is Winward and them. Yeah, wasn't in the open. Right, Winward and Santa Cruz Christian right now are the two with the way they're playing. Right, are the two are best teams th- that weren't in the Southern Section open. Right, better than Tory, better than Saint Augustine, better than all these teams. Correct, better than Damien. Better, better than, yeah. I mean, and then another thing for Saint Anthony, they get the two seed. Bosco gets the bye. They play Damien. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 15 that's that's that's, a, that's really tough i'm sure they would rather play um i mean again i, I, I don't want to pretend i'm on the code but saint anthony is 215 that's a tough game you know that's just a tough game yeah riverside poly and, at saint augustine i mean honestly as a 10 as a as a 7 10 game i mean riverside poly is pretty good if they hit shots they can beat just about anybody again yeah. they lost to winward by five, five and it five was points. a one and two possession game. game that's it so that's a tough uh, draw for St. So Augustine. Tory Pines, again, let me just go through this. For Westchester, eight of its they have six of his losses are to Fairfax. Uh is it Winward? They lost twice to? Let me just double check. So yeah, I'm not pull saying that, pull that up. It's Westchester has lost to Etiwanda twice. <laughs> okay. Sheldon twice. And Fairfax. So you say they have eight losses. That's six right there. And they have Sheldon's and, 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 number one seed in the, in the north. North Open. Yeah. Etiwanda is the three seed yeah. in one of the best teams in the southern country. section open. So, Westchester's team is not that bad just, at all. Just because they have eight losses, you're not looking at them again. Right. If you you're don't not follow looking, in, right. if you're not following week by week, they lost to St. Bernard in overtime. That might be the best team that did not even in, in the regional. St. Yeah. Bernard. Yeah. It was an overtime game. Yeah. You were there. Yeah. So that's seven of their losses. Yeah, that was at the Westchester uh, yeah. tournament early in the and, season. And I saw their eighth loss that we're talking about. Desert Vista of Arizona down at Torrey Pines Tournament. That's not a bad team. They would be in D1 with the shot to win a two games. So they got a kid going to Marquette, it, right? Yeah, yeah, you look at yeah. Desert Vista. You look, so you look at Westchester State. Oh, they have eight losses. They're not Westchester. You're, the, you're yeah. not looking. You're not right. following it. And this whole bracket, you're not following it week by week. Right. You need, like, at, at some this, basketball. You need some basketball. Maybe that's the solution. You get You get people who follow it on these selection committees and they rank their teams. Correct. They rank teams and send it whatever right. individuals like the like a, a committee. A but committee. And again, some people mentioned that cuz Westchester's not that bad. They're shooting up in my state rankings this week. You have to take they into have account to go, they beat Odell twice. Yeah, you have to take into account not only who they beat yeah. but who their losses came to and how they're playing now. now. 
correct. That's that's where the disconnect is for me. Yeah, I, me and you are in the same boat. Westchester should be in the open. It I feels, don't care if they're the eight seed. Right. It feels to me like there was a uh, someone went to max preps or whoever's yeah, seeding yeah, went to max preps. Googled, yeah. oh, they're twenty two yeah, and eight. Yeah. Oh no, they, they have eight losses. No way. Look who they lost to. Yeah. Sheldon twice. Ed Wanda twice. twice. Fairfax twice. That's six losses. That's six of the eight. Right one there. one to a top ranked team in Arizona. And to Burners in overtime. And to St. Burners in overtime. And St. Burners a very good, good team. team. That's it. They're not that bad. So <laughs> what are you what are you guys talking about? Uh, <laughs> Let's look at okay. They're we're focusing on D one right now because again those are the top yeah. teams where teams we're following. There's the ninth seed. Let me tell you. <laughs> Tory Pines' losses. Again, nothing against them, but again, they're not you in the open. You have to compare. You have to compare. Chula Vista, modern day. Okay. They also lost to Desert Vista down in San Diego. So what? Yeah. they split with St. Augustine, and they lost twice to Cathedral Catholic. So they're 26-5. and five. What? Why should they get a higher seed? Yeah. My, Westchester didn't lose to us Chula Vista, modern day. What, modern day Catholic didn't win their section title. Yeah. So, what are, I, so again, you're not... Again, as we said earlier in the show, and as we said... Before we got on air, you're not following it week by week, and you're not. You, it's hard to follow it twelve hours in one sitting. You're going to miss things. You're going to miss a lot of things, and, and it's so very clear. What, it's very clear that they're missing. So we kind of spent some time on D1 South, D1 North. The top seed is uh, Archbishop Reardon, tough team, good team. They're one of the teams from that uh, West Catholic athletically that includes Bellarmine, Mitty. Again, that's just tough. They've played some tough teams. Just to get through that league is like getting through the old baseline league or getting through the training league or or the the mission league. They're, they're very good teams. Right. They play Modesto Christian, Clovis West. After losing to San Joaquin Memorial, plays Vanden in the 8-9 we talked about. Manilow Atherton, who lost in the CCS Open semifinals, 5-12 Doherty Valley. De La Salle, who you like. San Joaquin that's, Memorial that's, gets I rewarded. Want you, I want you to stop right here. San Joaquin Memorial. On this 13th one. seed for Central Section Open Champs over <laughs> over Clovis West. <laughs> over Clovis West, who is at the con- friendly confines of Homo. San Joaquin Memorial travels to the Bay Area from Fresno to play a very good team. team. I just I, you talk about that. I, I don't. don't, I, don't, I, don't even, I don't have anything to say. It's just, what are we doing here? D- that's almost as egregious as the Foothill Bakersfield thing last year. Almost, oh, it is. I mean, it's just about. On that level. It is. Mark tried to play it like he, he noticed that. And Mark's being just too factual, but we're more giving let, it like. Let me, get, let me just it discuss. Was a bad let me just, I'm just going to lay this out in layman's terms. Yeah. So, San Joaquin Memorial yeah. beats Clovis West in the open division title game in that section. Yes, in the central section. Okay, so Sunday, the. <laughs> was that on Saturday? When no, they, it was on Saturday. Okay. So, as were in the other games yeah, and so the ne- following Fairfax Westchester. The next that. day. San Joaquin Memorial is seated below the team they beat Correct. one day earlier, one twelve day. hours earlier. That's it. Didn't take that hard to fit. Why have the section finals then? Why have the there's opens? no point? Yeah, well, why have these opens? There's no point. They no. beat them head to head a day earlier, and then are seated four spots below and have to go play. It's Dan like South. Mark said, they lost Jalen Green, one of the top five players in the country. Whatever, whatever. They they had a great season, you know. Kudos to our guy JoJo. Yeah, JoJo uh, Hunter. You know, and the other players they have, um, who did Devin Newsome played good D. They got a lot of good young players. They're going to be very good next year. They're going to be in the, somebody's open, hopefully. Right. But <laughs> right now they're getting shafted, and they yeah, might they still hose, dude. Oh they my might God, still I feel bad for those guys. They might still come and win that game. So 
Lower lower bracket is Salesian, who I think is a good team. They didn't play very well. They lost in the semifinals to a hot Odell team. Again, Westchester and Odell's hot, like you mentioned. Blake played Rockland 314. Grant played San Diego in the 611. Campo Lindo, which also lost in the NCS semifinals, as did Salesian, drops to seven. They play Sarah of San Mateo, who's from also from the WCAL with Reardon and, and Mitty and Bellarmine. Who's the most famous alum there? Sarah San Mateo. Uh, I don't know. If you like baseball, it's Barry Bonds. If you like football, it's Tom Brady. So. I was going to say Tom Brady, but <laughs> Barry, Barry, Bonds, Barry, Bonds, Barry no. for different reasons. <laughs> Hat size. Yeah, yeah. We, Barry's, a, Barry's pretty popular. Yeah, I remember yeah. uh, funny. I'll tell you a funny story about Barry Bonds real quick because we got to get going. Is We're running, doing this Elite 24, and these guys are basketball guys. It was like Quinn Cook, Dewan Coleman. Uh, Mill Jefferson, you know, guys that are in college basketball are just finished college basketball, but some of them are pros now. And they go, they just stopped in their tracks. We were eating breakfast and they go, there's Barry Bonds. Look, it's Barry Bonds. Like, they just couldn't get over it. I was like, Barry Bonds pretty big yeah. for high school basketball players to like just stop in their tracks. Especially but, that far removed from yeah. how when he was super yeah, popular. he wasn't super popular. Then. He was just having dinner on, on the Marina Boardwalk and everybody just stopped in their tracks. They were just like, wow. So Capital Christian gets the two seed against Clovis North. Uh, Devin, I don't know if you want to predict real quick uh, who am I predicting you know in this D1 it's always good for predictions for Devin yeah uh, you know it's a very tough bracket I, Santa Clarita Christian looks good at 6 uh, Westchester and Fairfax can't compound them out I mean Winward doesn't get rewarded at all for no. winning their yeah. D1 game they no. get Fairfax and Fairfax is good they had a bad game on yeah, Saturday they just had a bad game so that's a almost every game is good in that in that division yeah that's good a lot of things can happen um, you know I, I don't have any particular big prediction other than Who's that, a two seed in that I, one? I just feel St. Anthony. So I I don't think I just think the time off for Bosco and St. Anthony is hurting them. Yeah. Especially now Bosco has a bye in the first round. So they don't play they don't Again, play Tuesday. They play the seventh. When's uh, the seventh? Saturday? No. Yeah seventh is Saturday. Seventh, really? Yeah. Regional semifinals oh uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, they play. They, they play, play Thursday. The they yeah, play, they play the Thursday. I'm thinking of the open. They play the fifth. Yeah. The regional semifinals but are still, on that's, Saturday. That's just about two weeks yeah, off. Yeah, you got me hyped up. Now I'm just like two weeks off, and then you got to play Westchester or Bay Academy. I think it's going to be a so, weird team who wins D1. It's going to be something be, random because the seedings are so weird. I don't know so who it creates it's, weird results. Yeah, I'm not sure who it's going to be. Could be. Uh, I think Clan Reed Christian gets by Jay Sarah. Yeah. And then they get Renaissance Cathedral. They'll beat either yeah, one, they of can beat one of those. Yeah, they could beat one of those. And then now they're playing. Either uh, Saint Anthony or Saint Augustine, if if they can get if by they, Damien, right? That's you know, so. that's a good bracket. That's a good bracket. I'm not sure who's going to win that now, one. I, I don't know either. I can't really say. I think on the other side, uh, Reardon has a good chance. Um, I think the two seed Capital and Salesian. That's a pick'em game. Salesian did lose the Capital early in the season. That's going to be a good D1 final. Whether it's Reardon and any team we we're t- we've talked about, we've we've over talked about them so far. So let's jump to D2. I, I, the D1 is fine. Not the seeds, yeah, yeah. but who's going to end up playing yeah, yeah. is going to be a, a, a good matchup. Uh, D2, as you said, Mark's, the Marks 10 is special. St. <laughs> Francis, number one seed. You got Poway versus Birmingham. These are some teams that we follow. I'm interested to see how good Oxnard does against Bonita. Hesperia, we this, know how good they are. Hesperia it, has a chance in that D2, still four seed. Stop right there. Santa Fe Christian got... Hose, the D one San Diego champion goes to Hesperia, <laughs> like who lost to the, the D in the D two A title game. Yeah, so, so the, much. Yeah, a very so good team. They're they're both good teams. I saw Santa yeah. Fe Christian beat uh, San Marcos uh, in the it was the semifinal of D one. Yeah, so they on a neutral Santa, field yeah. like how many uh, you so, seen both these teams? Yeah. How much better is Hesperia than Santa Fe on a neutral field? Are they favored? Three points, um, four points. 
Not, not really. Even Tampa that. Christian's good, man. Okay, okay. So that's a that's just a tough game because they're going to. They have to drive all the way to Hesperia. Yeah. Wow. As a D one champ in yeah. their section. And then Foothills Christian is a three against the Legion of Al- LA. I guess that's a Legion of LA, who's had a good season. Roosevelt Eastvale Eastvale tough against Christian El Cajon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that's a tough game. Yeah, King Drew, who's been really tough. But, you know, Westchester and Fairfax, the old guard, came through. That's a good game, too, against Marty Catholic. Catholic. That's one of the teams. Remember, that team beat Tory Pines. Pines. And they're a 10 seed in D2. <laughs> and they're a 10 seed in D2. Westchester. Westchester was a 9. Westchester got holes. They, Westchester yeah. should play San Joaquin Memorial in the D1 final <laughs> just God. to <laughs> blow this shit out of, out of the yeah. water because it doesn't make any sense. The more we're digging into it, I haven't even digged into it because yeah. I've been focused on the national and the state te- rankings. We're not even getting this far. Again, we go this far down. These are not really even state ranked teams anymore, meaning a, a anybody's top twenty five. Right. So there's not even really any point for. We'll talk about it when we get there. there our next pod will be. Uh, we'll let all these regional games play out. Then we'll have one quick one before the state finals. I guess it'll be that Thursday, like the twelfth or the eleventh, after the the regionals are over. The regional finals guys are on Tuesday. Don't forget that the regional finals are on Tuesday. At home sites. I think. Home sites. Ugh. And Horrible. Yeah, that is the 10th. Tuesday, March 10th. Mark your calendars. You're going to have to pick one game and just pick one game that you like. Terrible. It's just you're not going to be able to see a lot of top players, yep. top teams. Yep. And then we come right back for the state final 13, 14. So we'll try to do the pod on uh, March 11th, 11th or 12th. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll just have a quick preview of the final, kind of like we're doing now. We're getting close to wrapping up. Because like we said, we can talk a little bit about D2, Tevin, but we're not going to go into much lower because – with the competitive equity, I'm looking at D3. Not- only team I really know, and I mean Taft's in D3. Is that is that? Yeah, that's Taft of Los Angeles. Oh wow! Right? Al Camino's the 16th seed. Shadow Hills, Al Camino. These those gangs just go anyway. Yeah. Royal Grande versus Washington Prep. These are all pretty much toss ups. But Providence- why do you have Washington Prep and Taft gonna play in the second round? Let if they win that. Right, means- two city teams. You just two city teams, and then that uh, make no sense. Gardena, the second seed. Fountain Valley's got to go on the road. Uh, that's the game I'm interested in. Let's go really? D3. Are you? Gardena loses to Fountain Valley. Fountain Valley pulls off oh, against San Diego hey, beats Price. Hey, that's, I'm, I'm on the five freeway. Game. I'm going to that game for sure Devin if that is happens. going to that game. Mark your calendars if that happens in D3. San Diego 7 seed versus Fountain Valley 15. If they get through on March 5th, Devin will be there. <laughs> I'm going to be there. I'm going to be just ripping Aaron, Aaron Bergen. On the sideline, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna sit right next to him. Wow, what? Fountain Valley at San Diego High. Holy, but here's in the, the thing. Cavers. Gardena's there's no, good. There's no guarantee. Price is pretty good. You never know what can happen, man. I'll be down the five. I'm gonna. I'm, be down the five might, so quick. I might be down the five. Two Before straight days. Game, yeah. Two straight days. Yeah. Shamanad at Torrey Pines. Oh, that's in the, I haven't. That. I haven't seen Shamanad in a while. Maybe yeah. want to see that. And then Fountain Valley. I know why you want to see that. Fountain Valley at. San Diego. San Diego. Hi. Wow. So this is some interesting things. Again, we, we're we not going to lie. We're not going to go into what we think is going to happen in D3 because, again, if the number one <laughs> it's seed... It's a toss-up, man. If the yeah. number one seed is the 16th seed in, in, in D2, we don't even pay attention to them. Yeah. And that's not adequate, not an adequate system. Doesn't make sense to us. Obviously, our focus is good teams, good players, players that are a little under the radar like Antonio Singleton. We yep. hope that he, he gets a chance to keep showing that he's that he's... A really good, he's a low D1 player, quick. One of the quickest guards in, in, in SoCal we've seen this year. Yeah. If he's you take, just good. If you, I'm looking at these these all these games, right? Yeah. And you, so you 
take the open out, okay? We get it. Like, I get the open. You want to put the best teams in that to give other teams a chance. But I look at D1, D2, D3. Why not just combine all these? Then you, then you, Westchester doesn't get screwed up. Westchester can play, I don't know, Bonita in the first First round. round. Bonita Bonita beats Westchester? Holy shit. That's a big win for them. That's insane. Santa Fe Christian can play like Bosco, St. John Bosco, or whatever, like just. Different teams, different levels. Different look, different looks. Yeah, we get to see different things, and yeah, the I upsets are the mu- upsets are much more intriguing, and they're better storyline, better yeah. for media, yeah, better for Sonheimer, Fryer, uh, Ehrenberg, and San Diego, yeah. San Diego, everybody, because yeah. you, you have a story. Right. You know what else needs to happen? Just play them all in one location, so we can just go every day and watch them, well, yeah, like big, a Big West big tournament, facility. a big a big facility. Yes, yeah. play eight games, yeah. at least six six to eight yeah. games. They got to think a little bit about each sport individually, not in a in a apply the same rules because you need more basketball people making basketball decisions. You need more football people making football decisions. Right. That makes sense for, because the sections have a pretty good beat on it, but the the state doesn't bringing them all together. So we're going to get ready to wrap this up. Like you said, we're not going too deep in the predictions. We'll just kind of, we'll come back like we said on the 11th or 12th of of March and just uh, tell you guys what happened, what we saw, what we didn't see, what we wanted to see, what, what, what happened and what goofy seating Ended up being goofy like we think they are, or what seating ended up being right? We, yeah. we don't know. We're, we we have sorry guys, uh, no no disrespect to anybody in D four or D five. We're just not privy to talk about it. it doesn't yeah, make we haven't sense. seen the teams. It doesn't we don't make know sense. enough. It yeah. doesn't make sense. We're not. It don't make sense for you guys. We'd be bullshitting you. We'd be lying to you, saying that we followed it and the seedings make sense. It doesn't make any sense yeah. to us. So thanks to Mark Tennis for coming on, giving us his insight, which was good. He kind of predicted these these buys and some of these things that were going to happen with competitive equity. It caught us a little bit, uh, you know, with so quote unquote with our pants down, kind of like <laughs> the Irvine PD hey, did. No, yeah. Just kind of like the Irvine PD did, you know. It's just one of those things that happens. Oh, but, man. Uh, you know, we're here now. It's been a long season. We got two weeks to go. Yeah. And if you know anything about me or Ronnie, you know, we are not bullshitting you at any point, any time. We'll never blow smoke up your ass. And this offer is no bullshit, Ronnie. 20% off the Ball is Life store for our In the Paint listeners. The coupon code, again, just to remind you guys, is In the Paint, all one word. It can be all caps or all lowercase. And that'll get you 20% off your next order at shop.ballislife.com. Make sure you get your gear. And another offer for you guys um, if you like, subscribe and leave a review or comment on our podcast on any of our listening platforms. You'll be entered to win free Ball is Life gear and tickets to the upcoming Ball is Life All-American game, which will be on May 2nd at Cerritos College. Again, like, subscribe, leave a comment on any listening platform. That's SoundCloud, that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever we're on. Um, like, subscribe, comment. You'll be entered into a drawing for free Ball is Life gear and a ticket and tickets to uh, the Ball is Life All-American game May 2nd at Cerritos College. You'll get to see some of the top players in the country front and center and live Uh, we appreciate you guys taking the time to listen in but we will be signing off until the 11th or the 12th of march